With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Looks over the middle, second guess, fires, throws, does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Hold depot to win Another one! He got Another it. one! All Another one! one. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown, Jonathan Taylor. Works down by Burke. Bounces into Cody. Puts it up. Scores! Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome back to this uh, post-Thanksgiving Friday, Black Friday special, I guess. I like Lasley with me for a little bit as we start off the show. How you doing, sir? Happy Thanksgiving. Good. How are you doing? Yeah. Great. Happy, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving well. to John and to everyone else uh, that's out there. Hope you guys have a great day, a great Black Friday. If you're out shopping, um, that won't be me. I can tell you that. Uh, any shopping done by me today will be done online. I'm going nowhere. Um, but plenty going on this weekend uh, as the state finals ch- football championships are happening You've got the old Oak and Bucket game. Indiana plays basketball tomorrow night. Um, Tom Brady is here on Sunday. The Lakers and LeBron was just here. Alec, a lot going on, man. Oh, yeah. it's There's a lot going on this weekend. There's a lot IU going on um, from even their soccer game as well in the NCAA tournament to obviously what you just touched on, basketball and, uh, and football. And I think there's – couple other events going on in Bloomington too. So it's <laughs> Bloomington is definitely uh, popping, uh, even though the, the students aren't there, um, just with a lot of different IU athletics uh, sporting events going on this weekend. So it should be, should be a fun weekend uh, to kind of wrap up that, that Thanksgiving holiday for a, a bunch of, a bunch of IU fans and IU grads and people on campus. And for a Pacers fan, the NBA says that uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Dorte was fouled. On his game tying three the other night, of course that always comes out after the fact. Um, they could have given them the lead, and in a game in which they would go on to lose in overtime. Uh, so there's that. If that makes you feel any better, which it usually doesn't. Uh, yeah, the Colts. It's, it's 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 funny just on that for a second that uh, those those uh, when those refs come out and, and say. You know, I think it's the two minute, the final two minutes, those, those calls. That's absolutely, I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever because what are, what are people going to do after the fact? It's, it's just going to annoy people even more um, and annoy the players even more. And you may as well they're just like, yeah, they're uh, like, say no, you made I, a, yeah. They're like, I already knew that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, it just gets people more uh, wound up than, than it needs to be. So, yeah, just sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there, but yeah, I think no, that's No, it's a, just funny. Yeah, you're right. It's, it always there. does. It drives you nuts. We're like, we already knew that. We tried to tell you all that at the time, but yeah, but, uh, <laughs> tough one. Uh, but uh, now they get, they've got another one coming in on Sunday as uh, Tom Brady brings the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in. And, and the Colts, man, they're, they're still thriving to get to the playoffs. So uh, they've got a shot, and Tampa Bay has shown they're vulnerable. 
So we'll see with what happens there. Speaking of football, the high school football state championships are going on at Lucas Oil Stadium over the next couple of days. So you've got that going on. Black Friday is happening today. Like I said, we know everyone out shopping. Um, and then the Old Oak and Bucket game tomorrow as Indiana travels to West Lafayette to take on Purdue in in a game that the only thing that can salvage Indiana's season, Alec, is is a, to get a win in West Lafayette, and and that is a whew, long odds right there. And to do that, though, I think that Grant Grimble has to start this game. I've been saying it for a while, but uh, he's he's the only quarterback that they have that has thrown the ability to throw the ball right now. Yeah, and I think that's the frustrating part because everyone wants to continue to see Donovan McCulley continue to develop, but uh, you know whether it's just that connection between him and the wideouts, or him and Nick Sheridan, or him and the offensive line, it just seems to be a little uh, disjointed uh, between between him and kind of the rest of that offense, which is unfortunate. Just because if you're going to burn that red shirt like they did, you you want to continue to get him the most reps, and that's just the unfortunate part about where IU is at this, this point of the season, where they can't even. Uh, use a red shirt the right way at this point or not even use it. Um, so, yeah, Grant Gremmel seems like the guy that, that they're going to go with. Um, unfortunately, like we just said, that it's a walk-on who's going to be starting in this game uh, most likely and, and seeing the majority of the snaps. So uh, he has at least shown the ability to move the ball. Now, granted, a lot of the times when he has done that, it's been an absolute blowouts of a game. And who knows kind of how interested and, and in tune that opposing defense is at the time. Uh, so we'll see what he can do from start to finish. Um, I don't think many IU fans are going into this game expecting a whole lot, uh, but you know maybe he can pull something pull something out of a hat and, and at least show some sort of fight from from this team and this offense that really has not done anything obviously all year, uh, but definitely not anything over the past few weeks. Uh, speaking of football, like we talked about, Indiana heads up to West Lafayette tomorrow, but some other. Big Ten news, Mel Tucker at Michigan State has signed a 10-year, $95 million contract. A nine That's basically $9.5 million a year. What in the hell is going through the minds of these people? I have to wonder, after a single season of success in which you built on the portal, does, he is now, I haven't read the article yet, but what I don't know where that puts him. But that puts him in the top five, I think, without question, as far as top paid football coaches in college football. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. I know a lot of people were talking about the the deal that he was going to get. Um, I don't think anyone kind of thought it was going to be that large. Um, I know people definitely were were saying that Michigan State was going to toss a lot of money at him. Obviously, with uh, some of the other job openings that that have started to kind of open up over the last few weeks um, and in month or so. And his name being tied to almost every single one of them, at least to a certain extent and him being asked multiple questions about it to a certain extent in almost every single press conference. Um, and much like, you know, the, the James Franklin situation at Penn state as well, who got a massive contract extension, obviously much different situation just due to the success that he's had for, for multiple seasons. But yeah, you know, after one season here uh, with Michigan state, uh, really being successful and and really finding it kind of weird that that right when they did that they ended up getting absolutely blown out of the water by Ohio State and, and looked much like a a team that did not even deserve to be on the same field as them 
Um, so it just it kind of makes you ask really how good is Michigan State and if this season is much more of a fluke than than anything else just due to the fact that, uh, like you said, they built it a lot on the transfer portal. We'll, we'll see how he continues to do that, uh, but also just the fact that they really have at times not looked that good this season. And you can easily point to Indiana as a team that should have beaten them earlier in the season. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it turns out, but you know, it's, it's head scratching and that money that, that people are getting nowadays is, is ridiculous. Yeah. This is Tom Allen 2.0, almost kind of what he did. Uh, not maybe not quite as to that extent, but yeah, a, a season built uh, completely on the transfer portal, which is fine if you can do that. But I, I just, Man, there just seems to be no middle ground. You go from zero to a hundred uh, because someone, oh, and maybe they're interested in him. This is how schools get in such trouble, and this is how the people look at him like they do. I mean, when when the money that is spent when 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 problems come about, was like they'll say, "Well, this is what you do. You you care more about throwing money at the top than you do about fixing problems." So it's just a it's just a, an odd thing to see a program that has not been, you know, ever really been that successful. They've been successful, but this is not a team that is that has fought for Big Ten East titles uh, over the last couple of years. That is not; they haven't really been a, a a fixture on the college football playoff scene. So, and I know that they want to get there, and but man, it just seems like you don't have to. I want a job like Archie Miller or Mel Tucker's had is all I'm saying is where you, you don't have to do much and you get paid out the yin yang because college athletics has gone as crazy as it sounds to say it's gone crazier than it had been already. I remember 10 years ago, we were saying what's wrong with these people. Hell now the things they are doing now make that look like Candyland. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and we're probably going to be saying the same thing and, and making the, the same jump in the next five years and 10 years. So it's it's a never ending uh, kind of pattern that, that college athletics is going through. And, and it's just going to continue to, to see that and, and continue to go that way um, even more so. Uh, we've, we've seen it with name, image and likeness, and, and we're going to continue to see it with with different forms uh, of boosters and, and everything like that. So I don't think it's going away anytime soon. And I think it's just going to continue to get more and more crazy with with how much money some of these coaches get um whether you think that it's deserved or not uh they're, they're still going to get tons of money for uh one or two really good seasons and kind of rest their career on that uh so we've talked about the uh, Hoosiers are heading up to West Lafayette on tomorrow um and in the um you know the predictions that uh, the staff puts out um if there was ever I'll be honest with you. If there was a shot that Indiana, I'm probably going to go with Indiana and picking those predictions. But here of late, it's just been, you know, the truth. And the truth is, it's hard to find a, a belief that Indiana can win these games only because they don't have any, they've shown zero on offense. I mean, they've shown nothing that they can actually produce. The defense, you never know. They can come back to life at any time. Um, but when you don't have an offense that, that that gives you a shot, and I haven't seen, like I said, other than with Grant Grimmel in here of late, uh, I haven't seen an offense that gives them a shot. Uh, and, and so unless that changes, well, well, I don't understand how it's, what in the world uh, anyone could hold out hope for an upset here. 
yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I, I really, like you said, I don't see a, a true kind of way or script game plan that Indiana really has that can beat Purdue at this point. It's it's unfortunate, um, just because usually most of these games, even if Purdue isn't having a great season or IU isn't having a great season, you, you go into that game thinking it's you know it's a coin flip, and I don't think you you go into this matchup this year thinking it's a coin flip. I think. Uh, almost everyone is going to be looking at Purdue and if they lose that game, looking at it as a massive upset. Um, and that's just not what I think Indiana fans obviously expect coming into the season. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of it kind of rests on uh, Grant Grimmel's shoulders at this point, like we said, but um, he's been the only one that's really kind of showed any sort of ability to kind of move the ball. So we'll see if he does that, like I said, for, for the course of the entire game. Um, I just don't think, Nick Sheridan's shown any any kind of uh, ability to to actually call a game from start to finish. He's had a couple possessions here and there, and a couple drives here and there where where it looks really really good. And he's he started to bring some sort of creativity to the offense. And then if they don't move the ball in the next possession, he seems to go away from it. So he he seems to have a really quick trigger with with his play calls and it just goes back to really not having any confidence in the offense. And I don't think the confidence has any offense in the, or confidence in the play calling to, to really move the ball at all. So um, like we said, we were kind of running in circles here because it, neither of us think it's really going to be much fun to, to watch this game this weekend. Um, But we'll see if Indiana can, you know, pull anything out to, to kind of end this season on a high note. That's obviously not been a, been a fun one for anyone involved. Uh, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some basketball with Alec Lasley of the Hoosier.com, Indiana Rivals, of course. And, uh, they have an annual subscription sale going on right now for Black Friday. Just put in the code 2021 and it is just 2021 for the first year of an entire subscription. That's what a buck 68 a month. Are you kidding me? That's a bargain. Hey, we got plenty more coming up. Indiana sports beat radio back with more. On this post-Thanksgiving Friday, right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of 
Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, pizza, burgers, beer. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it any place in podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. This segment is brought to you by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you on this post-Thanksgiving Black Friday. Jim Coyle as always and Alec Lasley joining us from the Hoosier.com. Indiana Rivals. As Indiana preparing to host, we are Marshall tomorrow night. Uh, another, let's see, they are currently what five and oh, Alec. Thing with Marshall is they can't really shoot the ball. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of the same uh, offensive struggles for opponents now that, that seem to really, really struggle to score the ball against Indiana. I don't see that changing with, with Marshall uh, this this weekend. Uh, they shoot about 29% from three as a team, only about 44% uh, from the field overall. So they they, they don't struggle to, to score the ball, um, but they just struggle to, to have really uh, efficient offensive possessions. And, and I think with, with, with obviously going up against Indiana's uh, defensive pressure, it's going to be more of the same. Um, aren't super big in, in the front court. They do have one guy who, who's averaging about six blocks a game. Um, he actually had 10 blocks against Jackson State uh, last week for Marshall. But you, you look at them from top to bottom, and um, I think you're just going to see kind of more of the same result that, that these teams have been getting over the past few weeks. Uh, and I think Indiana fans, and, and I think Indiana especially, is, is ready to kind of move – move forward to the next kind of level of opponents and, and play, uh, get to Syracuse and, and actually face a, you know, a high major power five program to really see kind of where this team is at. Um, obviously the, this team looks like it's, it's in a very good spot, uh, obviously defensively, uh, offensively, we'll, we'll see how they continue to progress, but uh, we're not really going to learn anything else from this Marshall game that we don't already know about Indiana. So I think a lot of fans are just hoping Let's get through the Marshall game uh, without any injuries and, and move forward to Syracuse and, and start kind of getting the season kind of officially under the under underway now, uh, just due to the fact that 
uh, I think you're going to see another 70, 30, uh, you know, 80, 50 kind of game uh, that we've been used to seeing over the past two, three games for Indiana now. Yeah, Marshall uh, has played some common opponents, of course, because of the Hoosier Classic or whichever one this is. Um, in Louisiana Lafayette, they won 93-79. Jackson State, they defeated 80-66. So they're getting out and running, putting some points on the board and, and holding these opponents that Louisiana Lafayette got 80 points. So that was a little bit closer, but um, very similar in the Jackson State game. So they're the best of the the, the opponents they Indiana has played in this. It looks like without question. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, just again, the the fact that they're not super efficient offensively, I think, is really going to hurt them against Indiana. Uh, they're not a great shooting team, and and the fact that they don't have any kind of true big guys back to the basket that that can really put up a lot of points. They have one uh, one player, but he's a, a lot more of a defensive minded kind of longer athletic player. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of Trace Jackson Davis in, involved a lot more uh, early in the game. Uh, and if Marshall's in foul trouble, they're going to really struggle to to put up points. Um, but, you know, maybe they get hot. Most of their guards shoot about 15 to 25% from three. Uh, they take a decent amount of threes. So it, the fact that they're not converting on, on, on a lot of these just shows me that they're not going to show up uh, against IU in a, in a longer, more physical type of backcourt that Indiana has. So it, it's, it's going to be a struggle for them to put up points uh, consistently. They, they'll probably go through a, you know, a stretch throughout that game, just like and every team has done against Indiana so far. Um, you know, put up seven oh nine oh run. Uh, I'm sure at some point, but I, I just don't see this one being being really close uh, whatsoever. I think Indiana is ready to to like I said, move on to the to the next set of their opponents, and they're ready to kind of cruise through this one as well. Uh, so I, I think Indiana is going to be ready to play and, and ready to. Um, you know, win this one big like they have been. Yeah, Marshall is not exactly, although they're four and at one, they have not been shooting the ball very, very well. Uh, as you said, not very efficient. From three-point, uh, Tavion Kinsey, probably their, maybe their best shooter, uh, but he's only connected on 16% of, of the 12 three-pointers he's put up, uh, two of 12 over the last five games. Uh, but he also, he's made 80% of his free throw shots, but um, Marshall just, they're putting up a bunch of three-pointers. They've attempted 29. They've only connected on 17%. Um, so, and only five of 29 over the past five games. And that's not, and that's playing against teams that are not as defensively stingy as Indiana, as you pointed out. So this could be even uh, worse for we are Marshall. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think Indiana is going to go to Trace Jackson Davis early, uh, try to get, one one of their two, uh, you know, solid defensive big guys in foul trouble, and then after that, that'll kind of open up the floor for for Indiana. We heard Mike Woodson talk about post game uh, earlier this week about him wanting to get Trace Jackson Davis more touches. Um, he only had seven shot attempts. Obviously, didn't need more, um, but I, I think you always want to start with with Trace Jackson Davis and then work your way out. And so I think you're going to see a lot a lot of a, a kind of a heavy dose of him early on in the game, and then uh, let some of these other shooters try to continue to find their rhythm like Parker Stewart has. And, and obviously Miller Cop, Miller Cop is starting to kind of come along. Um, still isn't shooting at a high percentage yet, but I think he'll get there. And uh, the aggressiveness, I think, is the the bigger bigger kind of change in mindset from the past few years with Indiana, just because he's not shooting the ball great right now. Hasn't really shown in his confidence. He's, he's still up there with, you know, shooting the most, uh, almost out of, out of anyone outside of Trace Jackson Davis. So 
they're going to keep shooting. They're going to go in. Um, but yeah, Indiana's confidence, at least from most of these guys who are true shooters, uh, is not going to really waver, which I think is is really important moving into uh, the, the next set of games here for, for the Hoosiers. Yeah, Trace Jackson Davis, the offense is going to have to run, depending on the matchup, but most of the time we'll need to run through Trace Jackson Davis. The only positive thing that has come out of these last couple of games, Alec, is that <clears throat> Miller Cop, Parker Stewart, Christian Lander have kind of found, found a groove uh, while they weren't doing that. Um, I've talked about this with, uh, with Parker Stewart. I think just stepping up out from behind the three-point line, opening up, uh, hitting some different shots. He's even tried to get to the rim now. So his game is opening up Miller cop, uh, obviously putting up more shots now, trying to feel a little more confident as being a part of the offense. And then we, we've seen Christian Lander come in and not the last game, but the game before last get minutes. And, but, um, Coach Coach said that uh, the second unit wasn't getting the job done when he put him in in the last game, so he just took him back out, um, and that's what we'll see throughout the season. And then uh, that's but that's refreshing to hear because at least you know what you're going to get. Uh, this should be a game that uh, I don't know what the uh, what's the spread on this game. Not the name, but just out of curiosity, um, do you happen to know it? As I'm pulling it up slowly, I I don't know it. Uh, I would assume it's going to be right around twenty. Like it, like it has been for most of these yeah, games for the Hoosiers so far. All these games have been like twenty three, twenty four yeah. um, points, and Indiana has covered it, with the exception of early. What was the game early where they were the up Eastern big Michigan? And, yeah, 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 yeah. Other than that, where the guy lost one hundred and ten grand on that, <laughs> uh, poor dude. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to find uh, that right now, just out of curiosity. Uh, if anybody has that, throw it up. Uh, but just, I, I think this may be the biggest point spread yet that Indiana's had. Um, if I can get that pulled up as quickly as possible, but uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it may not. It may not be up until later. Well, you know what? Indiana's not listed on the uh, Big Ten games. Oh, it's because it's tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll probably be out later today. Yeah, you're right. I don't have one yet. They don't have one there either. None of those games have them. Um, so there's that. But uh, let's see. For tonight, there are a couple of Big Ten teams in action. Michigan State uh, taking on Baylor, a 6-0 and Baylor team. Alec, uh, in the battle for Atlantis, Baylor's a five-and-a-half point favorite in that game. Sparty is 5-1. and one. Yeah, Michigan State's had a good little run here. Uh, they they had a really nice second half run to beat Loyola in the the opener, uh, the Atlantis tournament, and then they obviously had a had a good win against a, a ranked UConn team yesterday. So, two really really solid wins. I, I think they're they're still trying to kind of figure out just what they normally do early on with these Tom Izzo teams, kind of who who's going to be their go to player. Um, Max Christie came into the the season as as a freshman, who a lot of people thought could be that guy. He's a freshman, so. He's going to have those up and down moments. Uh, I, I think that you're going to look at a guy like maybe um, Gabe Brown is someone who's going to start to step up as as a guy who they can kind of go to a little bit more consistently. Uh, but yeah, they, they've had guys step up in, in both games so far that I don't think a lot of people think are going to consistently be be there. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how Michigan State does against this this Baylor pressure defensively and against these really good Baylor guards once again. Um, they, they just seem to kind of 
you know, Scott Drew just seems to rotate new guys in there into that system every single year, whether they're transfers, whether they're uh, freshmen, whether they're sophomores who barely played as a freshman. So he's going to do the same thing again. I, I think Baylor's going to going to have a an easier time with Michigan State than uh, than I think maybe some people think. But uh, it should be a good game, and, and you know you can never really bet too much against Tom Izzo. So uh, it'll be a fun one. But I think Baylor does just have a little bit too much firepower and a little bit too much scoring options to uh, to kind of play with Michigan State there. I agree with you. Um, and let's see, Purdue, the Boilers, the, the probably the top team in the Big Ten right now. Alec uh, at five and zero, they're taking on an Omaha Mavericks team that no one has ever heard of. Uh, they're a 36 and a half point favorite. I guess that's just a regular home game. So, uh, Purdue looking really, really, really strong right now. Yeah. Purdue looks really good. Um, they, they seem to have all the pieces from really deep and talented front court to uh, a pretty deep and talented backcourt as well. I, I think Jaden Ivey's taking a, taking a big step up that a lot of people thought he was going to take and, and he's done pretty well in that role so far. And you just have a lot of really good complimentary pieces around him and uh, Travion Williams and Zach Eady as well. Uh, Caleb First has had a really good start to his career, and I think he, he's someone that uh, is going to continue to get better and better. Just his ability to not only pass from the perimeter into a Zach Eady or a Travion Williams, but to stretch the floor for Purdue. Um, and that really opens things up, and that's obviously why you don't see Travion Williams and, and Zach Eady playing in there at the same time. Um, but I think Caleb first is, is definitely going to be the X factor for this team moving forward. Just his ability to kind of play that versatile four uh, and, and really kind of be able to stretch that floor. Uh, like I said, it is the one thing that he brings to that offense. Mason Gillis was, was kind of that guy last year, but he's not going to see as many minutes moving into this year um, just because of that, that impact that first has had. So I, I think produced it. Whether you like it or not, Purdue's a lot of fun to watch right now, and I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch throughout the season and in a team that has a really good shot at winning it all um, at the end of the year here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Illinois is 3-2, and two, taking on a 4-2 and two Rio Grande Valley team um, at 8 o'clock tonight. They're a 26.5-point favorite. They've struggled a little bit, but they did not have uh, Kofi Coburn at the beginning, but they have also not as strong as they were last year. Iowa also well, – I'll go ahead. Illinois, just not as strong as they were last year, like I just said. Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing is uh, Corbello just is really not taking care of the ball uh, like he needs to do as a starting point guard. Coming in last year, he was that guy kind of coming off the bench, uh, being someone who who could really just be that energizer bunny, which he played that role perfectly. Uh, and you could deal with those turnovers because you had Ayodesumu. Uh, now, obviously, you don't have Desumu, and you're relying a lot more on Corbello to be that that main ball handler and that guy who not only can score, but uh, re- really, really kind of make those plays for the the offense. And he's just not doing that at a consistently high level. Um, and if you're not getting really good point guard play, uh, not only in the in the Big Ten, but across the country in college basketball, you're just not going to be a very good team. Um, and I think the other thing is Trent Frazier is just, you know, he is what he is at this point. Um, you know, he came back for an extra year using that COVID year, but just has really not shot the ball at a consistent level so far. And if he's not going to shoot the ball at a consistent level so far, you, you're not going to have a lot from that that uh, Illinois backcourt, and that's that's the biggest question mark moving forward for Illinois. Is if Trent Frazier can play at a consistent level, it'll be a lot better. And if Corbello can can really cut down on those turnovers, but have not really uh, done either up to this point, and that's why they're struggling. Corbello and Desumu, 
a fine wine. <laughs> Sounds like a, a winery. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes are also 5-0. and They host uh, Portland State. It's 2-2. Two two. Iowa's 24-and-a-half-point favorite there. So uh, a couple of teams in the Big Ten starting out very well. Michigan State 5-1, and one, Purdue's 5-0, and oh, Illinois 3-2, and two, a little struggle. Um, Iowa 5-0, and oh, Indiana currently 5-0. and oh, I expect them to be 6-0 and oh, as they head to Syracuse next Tuesday. We won't get to uh, talk to you probably before then, but probably Indiana's first true test, but how much of a test that's going to be other than a road game, we don't really know because uh, Syracuse hasn't looked that dominant or, or that, gr- that great thus far, Alec. Yeah, they really haven't, and uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to fix it before Indiana comes in. They, they just, uh, they don't get a lot from their front court, and that's a, that's a big thing uh, if they want to contend with Indiana. I think Indiana's shooting ability is is really going to uh, be able to kind of get them out of some holes offensively in that that two three zone. Um, there's just a, maybe typically not your your longer, more athletic guards at Syracuse has had in the past. They, they tend to just be a little bit uh, shorter stockier. Obviously you have Buddy Bayheim who, who has great length, but um, Joe Girard is just not, we're not what you would typically have from that Syracuse point guard position. So I think they're going to, they're going to struggle with the size of Indiana's perimeter players and their ability to elevate and kind of shoot over them. Um, but the, I think the key in that game is going to be Miller cop uh, and his ability to knock down the three. Um, we haven't seen it. Like we talked about earlier, do it at a high level quite yet but he's going to continue to shoot the ball. Uh, Parker Stewart's now shooting 47% from three on the season. He's made seven out of his last 10 threes. Uh, so he's he's way out of his slump. So if you have both of those guys on the outside, it's going to be difficult for Syracuse to to keep in that 2-3 zone. And you've seen from time to time Jim Beheim move out of that 2-3 zone. And I think if Indiana does shoot shoot the ball well in that first half, you may see some of that uh, coming out of the gate there for the for the Orange. I uh, went quickly before we get you out of here. Yeah, big game tonight, Duke and Gonzaga, because Purdue hovering there, never been ranked number one in the AP poll ever. Uh, and they need Duke to knock off Gonzaga for that to happen. And, of course, Indiana fans are hoping that that does not happen. Yeah, I, I think I think Gonzaga is going to handle Duke um, very similarly to, to what they did to UCLA the other day. I think Gonzaga is just way too good of a team. I think a lot of people were kind of doubting their their guard play uh, coming into the season. But I think uh, Andrew Nimhart really, really stepped up and is now proven to be uh, that that really, really good all-around true point guard that they need for that that team. And if they get some some really good minutes off of their bench from their freshman guards too, they're gonna they're just really tough to beat. And it's it's another Mark Few team that uh, you know we talked about it with Scott Drew. They just seem to rotate in new guards every single year uh, from the transfer portal. And guys who pick it, pick up that offense and that defense immediately, and end up uh, doing you know really really good things with with that with that Gonzaga roster. So, I think Gonzaga is going to pull this one out. Um, just not not super high on Duke uh, as as some people may. Uh, I think their their backcourt still have, still has some question marks around it. So we'll see we'll see what they can do uh, with that guard pressure of Gonzaga. But yeah, I like Gonzaga in this one. Well, we'll certainly find out. Uh, Alec, thanks a lot. Indiana taking on Marshall on Saturday uh, night and taking on Purdue in the Old Oak and Bucket game in football early uh, in the afternoon, earlier in the afternoon. So uh, we'll uh, be talking to you soon, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Alec Lasley from Indiana Rivals, thehoosier.com. We've got more coming up. Zach Osterman from the Indy Star is going to join us. We're back.
with more Indiana Sports Beat Radio on this Black Friday post-Thanksgiving right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. The baseball season is entering the home stretch of the college and pro football seasons are ready for kickoff. Leroy's Tavern has every big game with the MLB and NFL ticket on any one of their many flat screen televisions throughout the bar. Watch every game and enjoy $1 Bush Light beer on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday throughout the season. Daily lunch specials are just $5, and that includes a sandwich, chips, and a non-alcoholic drink from 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition at 2659 Mount Vernon Avenue. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. You've always been there for me. You helped me count pennies from my piggy bank. You helped me pick out my first car and helped me buy my dream home. And I know you'll continue to be there for whatever my future holds because you're my BFF, banking friends forever. Right now, get free checking with online banking and all the products of big city banks with hometown service. With First Federal, you can do that. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by Yogi's Bar and Grill. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Welcome back. It is Black Friday post-Thanksgiving. Uh, Zach Osman from Indy Star joining us. How are you, sir? I'm good. How about you? Great. Uh, good to see that you're not standing and sleeping in line on some sidewalk somewhere waiting for a TV or uh, whatever else that is we may need. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I I always tell people like Black Friday in Bloomington is great because you get the 
you get all the deals at Target or wherever that everybody else gets, but you know, there's thirty thousand people here. So I mean, yeah, just, I, I've, just I, I've done I've done the Black Friday before. I don't think I have any reason to do it this year, but anytime I have, I've never waited in a line. I've never I've never had to line up outside a store. None of it. Yeah, I've done it one time, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't see me doing that again. But uh, hey, whatever it takes. But uh, it's a fun time. It means the holidays are here at least. There's that that good part, uh, and what that brings, lots of sports, and this this weekend especially, lots going on. Uh, no matter who you follow, um, you got a basketball Saturday night. You've got the bucket Odokan bucket game Saturday afternoon. But it's rivalry week, so there's a lot of great games uh, going on this weekend. But uh, for Indiana football, this is their only chance to kind of salvage uh, what has been um, just a, a forgettable season if somehow they could possibly pull out an upset win. But the problem is usually when you hope for an upset, you can kind of see where there might be a path. And it's just hard to find a path for this football game to succeed offensively, I guess you'd say. No, I think that's fair. I mean, I, that, that's just kind of where – Indiana is offensively, and I think that that you know it, it. What's funny is in the past, you know, I, I've covered Indiana teams that were, you know, I guess record wise, just as bad as this one. Um, that felt more competitive, even if they didn't come a lot closer, you know, physically to getting wins because they could score points. And you know, I think this is. A, Generally speaking, I believe that a program like Indiana needs sort of the head coach that it has. I think you you need like I, I just you're not going to be able to outscore teams with more talent than you. You've got to be able to compete on defense. But I think that you know I think when I, when I hear from IU fans, one thing that I sort of understand their point is you know basically saying, well, geez, we've we've seen bad teams before that could still at least score thirty points in a Big Ten game. Um, this one is just is just so stuck offensively and is so, I mean, just so. Um, I, I mean, they just they they can't they can't find anything that they have confidence in enough to move the ball enough to you know I mean it, the way I said it last weekend is that there's like there's no starting point there's you know you you got an all Big Ten tight end you got an all Big Ten wide receiver. Um, it's it's far from a perfect offensive line, but you do have an experienced offensive line, and yet it doesn't feel like Indiana has any cornerstone. You know, it had, it, there's no place for this offense to start, and that is, I mean, you know, that's an indictment of a lot of people. You know, players, coaches, coaches first. Coaches will always tell you it's an indictment of them first. Um, and it's something that obviously Indiana needs to work through once the season is over. But between now and then, of course, they have to play Purdue and. Like you, it, it's just hard for me, especially against a Purdue team that, that can move the ball and score points pretty well um, and always has been able to under Jeff Brom, even when, even in seasons when they've struggled. I, I just don't see how Indiana's going to have the, the firepower here. And uh, not, not only that, um, there have been times where it looked as though their effort it was hard for them to give the the effort needed. Um, and I don't, do you see, I don't see personally any way that they can't don't start Grant Gremble. I, I he's of, of the quarterbacks between him and, 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 um, 
McCullough, obviously throwing the ball, he's the only one between the two that has had some success here of late. So I, I think you have to do whatever it is you can try, even though as crazy as it sounds to be starting a a a, a, a fourth your fourth guy who's a walk on. But that's where they are. No, I mean, it, and I think it it. I think it comes down to just whether or not you feel McCulley has confidence in his ability to throw the football. And it was pretty clear he didn't last weekend. He has at times, you know, to, to be very clear, he has at times. Um, but I just don't think if, – if you don't have that confidence that he has that confidence, and forgive me, that's a weird way to say it. Um, that's my three-year-old behind me. Also, my camera went out. I'm not really sure what happened there. I'm sorry about that. Um, this, this computer doesn't love me, uh, as much as I love it, but, um, um, then I think there's a case for, for starting Gremmel or at least going into, and I, and I normally loathe, you know, two QB plans, so to speak. I just, I don't think they work. I don't think they're a good idea, broadly speaking. Um, but in this instance, you know, every once in a while they're called for, and, and I could see a world where Indiana kind of needs that, that rotation, um, this weekend. So, and I'm going to mute this when I'm not talking so that you can't, uh, yeah. the chaos outside the door. Oh, that's all right. This is a day for chaos. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out, uh, up in West Lafayette, also in Indiana taking on Marshall tomorrow night in a game that should be rather easy, uh, as they have uh, kind of gone through their opponents here lately, like a hot knife through butter with more importantly, the defense first, then the offense that has come along, uh, the defense has been stifling and it has been consistent, which is something great for Hoosier fans to see. But uh, Mike, Mike Woodson has to be uh, very pleased with his defensive effort on a consistent basis by this team. And I think he's got to be pleased, too, by, you know, that there was a lot of from Mike Woodson. We heard a lot of sort of like we'd say, where's your team with this? Where's your team with that? You know, going back to. I'm thinking about the summer and you were on those calls, same as I was, you know, there was a lot of like, well, I think we're here, but we'll see, you know, I think we can do this and this, but we'll see. Um, I think he'll be pleased that his assessment or his faith, maybe, you know, his, his belief in where his team was defensively was not misplaced. Essentially, I think I think he will be I think he will be particularly pleased with that. Um, and I think you're right. I think that there's and, and, you know, this is where you get into kind of intangibles and coach speak and stuff. But I think he'll also be pleased that, you know, sort of his players have been adopting what he's preached, which is, you know, defense is our, you know, defense is our identity you know, defense is where we are, you know, where we play with greatest intensity and greatest effort. And then that translates everywhere else. And we knew this was going to be an imperfect offensive team. And and I don't, I don't think there's a future, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a future where we are, you know, I don't know, uh, two months down the line and Indiana's got one of the top 15 offenses in the country. I just don't think that this team is going to be capable of that this year and that's okay. But I think there is a path that we can see even relative to the competition Indiana has played, there is a path, there is a possibility. Maybe that's a better way to say it, that this team can be one of the top 15 to 20 defensive teams in the country. And that would, 
by default, make it one of the top five or six teams, defensive teams in the Big Ten. And if that's the case, then Indiana is going to have a shot, you know, just about every night in conference play. Indiana is going to win a lot of home games. And Indiana is going to pull off the occasional upset. And again, I think for from Mike Woodson's perspective, as much as anything else, I think he is going to feel like, you know, this is what I this is what I wanted my players to embrace, this sort of identity. This is what I thought they were embracing when I was sort of analyzing everything in the preseason um, and in the offseason and the Bahamas trip, et cetera. You know, I think he will, what he will be pleased by is seeing that come to fruition now and seeing that sort of when, when the lights are on and the games count, finding out that he was right and, and that, that his, his belief in his team was, was justified. Yeah, and not only that, um, he put it – they're not – offensively, I think they're going to be pretty good, but the focus has been on defense and to let the offense come – and I think that it has. Uh, it is not only has it come. We 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 saw the players early on. Trace Jackson playing very well. Race playing very well. We're waiting for uh, Miller Cop and Parker Stewart to come out. They uh, of late have kind of come out and found a, a rhythm. Even people like Christian Lander have found rhythm. Uh, so the offense seems to be coming along uh, as the season progresses. Only five games in, they have a test uh, as they travel to Syracuse. Tuesday night, of course, Marshall Saturday night, but then travel to Syracuse for their first true test, I guess, of the season as they travel a true road game against a, a Syracuse team that hasn't had started out greatly, but they play that matchup zone, which, uh, you know, you hear about, and it'll be a different uh, look for Indiana. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think that we're kind of at a point, and I think, I think it's, you know, it's it's justified when you. I think you're you're justified. In, that's that's some little little hands sneaking into the uh, into the office. Forgive me. Love um, it's what it's for. It's the holidays, man. That's all. That's all part of it. Um, I, I think that you're justified if you believe Indiana is better offensively. I think they clearly are. Um, I think that you know it's it's important to see players like Christian Lander. Or Tamar Bates, obviously a, a Rob Finnessy. I think it's it's clear, you know, Mike Woodson's talked about being nine, even 10, 10 guys deep. I think it's clear that this team, this Indiana team, is, is going to be at its best if it does have a deeper rotation, at least for the moment. Um, you know, some, some teams, sometimes coaches can be guilty of almost kind of trying to be too deep and then, you know, sort of watering down minutes and things like that. But I, I think I think this Indiana team is – um, is going to be better when it's deeper. That said, I am kind of at a point where I'm I'm reserving much further judgment on this offense until we can see Indiana shoot away from home. Um, you know, play more Power Five competition. You know, if Indiana goes to Syracuse and knocks down twelve threes, then you start to say, okay, you know the some things have really changed here. If Indiana goes to Wisconsin and wins, and I mean, I'm just kind of <laughs> number one, I get that it's been a really long time for Indiana fans. Number two, that Wisconsin team just won the Maui Invitational. So let's not, let's, let's take them seriously. But you know, if Indiana could pull off something like that, then I think you look at it and you say, okay, you know, it's, it's not just against the cupcakes at home. This is something more sustainable. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that, that, 
for the moment. Like, I think basically what I'm saying is I think Indiana has kind of topped out what it can do to prove itself or to prove that it has turned some things around in these games, these, these guarantee games at home. The next step is can you do it against Big Ten competition? Can you do it on the road? Can you do it night after night? And that's just something that, – that's something Indiana can't prove until – you know, they get the opportunity to. You, you can't fault them for not having done it yet. They just haven't played any of those games. Absolutely. As those games continue to come, uh, we'll watch those. John's going to kill me because I should have asked this um, a minute ago when we were talking about football. After, Let's say this uh, Purdue game comes, win or lose, especially if they lose, how quickly or the changes, changes in Indiana on football and the staff, do you think those come – quickly if they come at all, which I, I can't imagine some changes not happening. Um, but Indiana is generally a place where things don't happen as fast. That's why you haven't seen any ha- thing happen before the end of the season. And uh, Tom Allen said that that was not going to be the case. But uh, you've got a, a, a timeline for recruits that has been moved up to December 15th. And and so that that is a, a date that is not that far off. We've seen uh, 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 Bottom and, and Pearson already hit the transfer portal. Uh, I think there's uh, uh, Jacoby Hewitt, a, a few names before, right before the season ends. So how long can they, do they wait if there's a change coming? My suspicion is it would happen fairly quickly um, if it was going to happen. And, and it is tricky, you know, with the early signing period, I think sometimes we have seen basically programs ask coaches to stay on through the signing window um, to try and keep recruiting classes together. The flip side is it's never been easier for kids to transfer than, than it is now. So I think maybe, you know, you sort of this, this almost kind of this idea of hoodwinking a recruit, let's say a recruit is attached to a, a specific coach that you you know, you you plan on you know, not retaining them, not not renewing their contract, um, and so you say, "Well, can you just stay on through here, and we'll pay you some, you know, we'll 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 guarantee the rest of your contract or something like that, and just to help us keep this recruiting class together." Well, maybe you think less about hoodwinking recruits that way because you know that they'll just transfer out in you know a semester if, if they don't like it, if they find out that, yeah, they didn't want to be there from the beginning or they only wanted to be there because of that coach or whatever. I don't know. My suspicion is it will happen fairly quickly because I think a program like Indiana, every college program right now, frankly, needs clarity. There's so much that's that's unclear about the, the extra COVID year and recruiting the portal versus recruiting high school kids and, you know, just kind of, you know, just, just being able to move forward in a way that isn't, isn't subject to all the different sort of vagaries of what's going on around college football right now. For me, I think if you are going to make a change, you need to make it. And and this is not just Indiana. I think this is, this is just me speaking generally about college football programs. If you feel like a change is necessary and you've gotten to a point where it's not even the end of the season yet, you haven't even begun sort of your, your wider review of your season, your program, where things are and the state of things. And you feel like there needs to be a change then you just need to make it. You just, you just need to, you, you need to make that move and be as decisive as you can be. That may mean from Tom Allen's perspective, um, that may mean 
he has to move a little bit faster on certain things. You know, in the past, we have seen him try to wait until the coach's convention to fill certain spots, maybe not coordinator spots as often, um, but sometimes he has. You know, sometimes those, those spots have been filled um, after the convention or around the convention. That's not until January. I suspect that if you make any kind of change in your staff because of the early signing period, you're not going to be able to afford to wait until then. You're not going to be able to afford to leave a spot open on your staff that long especially in, in December, which is such an important time for recruiting. So maybe, I mean, maybe I'm sitting here and I'm kind of talking myself out of it. I'm saying maybe you, you, you need to wait until after that early signing window just because you need a full staff. Um, but one way or another, I, I think you, you at least need some decisiveness and sort of saying this is the plan moving forward. And, and, you know, these are the pieces I have in place for it. Well, we'll certainly find out, man, uh, as that is coming to Zach. Uh, I hope you have a, a good rest of your weekend. I know it's, uh, well, it's a holiday weekend. Like me, you're going to be working. Uh, you got football and basketball going on tomorrow. We've got the state finals that are happening this weekend. Uh, so lots happening. Uh, but have a, a, a good and uh, enjoy the time with the little one as much as you can this weekend. Absolutely. I'll do it. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, sir. You bet. Zach Osterman from the Indianapolis Star. Make sure uh, you should be a subscriber. I am. Uh, and do that. We've got lots more coming up. Uh, in case you missed some, uh, we'll do some recaps of uh, highlights of some things that happened this week for those of you uh, listen to us on radio. And I hope you guys down in uh, Evansville and wherever you are have a great holiday weekend. This is Jim Coyle. We'll be back with more Indiana Sports Beat Radio after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. How was that? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.